Hi, I'm Beck Rayner, and this is the Military Wife Life podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, and embraces the spouses behind the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever, whenever, and Defence Bank offers competitive products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Well, welcome to the Military Wife Life podcast, Nikki Hollis, Sydney Legacy Club President. Good morning, Beck. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about Legacy? Obviously, a lot of us would certainly know the name, but might not necessarily know how Legacy came about and the history behind Legacy. Look, Legacy is a uniquely Australian organisation, and we began nearly 100 years ago. And it was in the wake of World War One in return service and established legacy clubs throughout Australia. They did that to ensure the families of those that mates of theirs that didn't come home or those that did come home but were seriously disabled, make sure that their families were not disadvantaged either financially or socially. And to this day, our volunteers who are called legatees, and I'm one of those as well, still provide the same level of care to our veterans' dependents. The legacy ethos is service above self. And so what type of support and services does legacy provide in a 2021 world? Legacy can provide financial support, particularly to families with education costs like you know, school uniforms, laptops, out-of-school activities, and also before and after school care. Our juniors can attend the holiday camps we organise around Australia. We can also have our juniors, we have day activities throughout the year as well. Legacy also provides emergency relief to help families get back on their feet. And one thing is that with the socialisation is a real issue for our elderly. And Legacy arranges regular functions such as morning teas, luncheons, holidays. So lots of things like that that, that that we do just to make sure that life just keeps going on for these families. And who can access support and services via Legacy? Sometimes when people hear Legacy, they might just think it is for the family members of older veterans or, or older people to access, but who can actually access support and services via Legacy? That's a simple answer, Beck. It's dependents of our veterans. Look, typically junior, Legacy juniors remain supported until they finish their formal education and enter the workforce. But sometimes we also support juniors moving on to tertiary education. There are no hard and fast rules. We can, we can accommodate any requests. Um, the spouse remains permanently enrolled with Legacy unless he or she remarries. For example, we have a mum whose husband is no longer able to support his family due to PTSD-related mental health issues, and we have an awful lot of those cases. And this mum has four children, uh, two are disabled and one seriously disabled, and the family have very little support from other family members. They enrolled with Legacy, and we immediately put money into their bank account to get them stabilised. And when I say stabilised, I mean put food on the table, pay their utility bills, and put petrol in the car. And, you know, this mum was quoted as saying the difference Legacy has made to her life is amazing. 
and she was able to put meat on the spaghetti and instead of just grated cheese. And to me, that comment has stuck with me forever. I think that's, um, that's a wonderful thing for Legacy to have done for her family. Is there a common sort of list that people access support through Legacy for? You mentioned, obviously, that this family, the veteran, had PTSD and they needed financial support. But are there other common reasons that people typically call Legacy for support for? I think the answer to that question is need. The family is suffering grief and loss and sometimes they don't even recognise what their needs are initially. And Legacy is able to guide and support them through that very rough time. Typically we put a Legacy in touch with them and that Legacy will just go and sit with them and just listen and find out, try to establish exactly what, what, what it is that they need. And as I said, we can put a stabilisation package in place straight away for them. Obviously it's not just for families who have a veteran who has passed away it's also for families who have a veteran who is suffering from physical disabilities or or mental health issues yes indeed because as i said ptsd is is a, is a huge huge problem in society these days with our with our veterans and we certainly step in and help the families there sometimes the, the veteran is is still under the same roof often not but we certainly jump in there and help that family as well legacy and I guess like a lot of support and services offered for veterans and their families, it isn't just for spouses and families and veterans when they're in crisis. At what point do you sort of suggest that people access support and services through Legacy instead of leaving it until it is crisis point? Immediately. It's important for the families to take control of their lives. They know better than anyone how that can happen. And we're simply there to support in any way we can. Where the veteran is suffering from PTSD or is otherwise compromised in their ability to support the family, we can provide all sorts of help. So I could encourage anyone listening who might be in that situation or if you know of a family like that, please get in touch with Legacy. When PTSD is involved, a crisis can occur at any time. Unless you hear the stories, it's, it's, um, it's hard to know, but the slightest trigger can happen and create absolute havoc within the family. So we encourage partners of veterans suffering from PTSD to reach out to us before anything like that happens. And with Legacy's help, we can help the family prepare by giving them knowledge of, of, of what is available and we start supporting them immediately, as I said. And should a crisis occur, then we are ready to step in and help the family immediately. Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning, has cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, and pin change functionality, savings roundups, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. Also, those people that are calling Legacy and putting their hands up for support, often, obviously, if the veteran has passed away or the veteran is suffering with disabilities or mental health issues, they aren't the one that that's able to put their hand up for the support. So it's often the spouses or direct family members of that veteran who can actually call and, and ask for support through Legacy. Typically, the, the spouse um, of, of the family would be the one that would contact us. You know, family members too do contact us to say that their daughter or son is, is, is struggling. But um, we'll, we'll take the call and we'll, we'll react from there. Is there a point where, you know, if they are accessing that support for, for instance, PTSD or the, the veteran is going through 
issues related to PTSD and, and like you mentioned, isn't able to support the family financially or it is having that drain on the family. It doesn't have to be that they've, you know, for instance, just gotten out of the ADF and they have those issues. It could be 10 years down the line and things have gotten to a point where it's really bad and they do need that support. Yep. They can access that support at any point. Absolutely, any point at all. We do have families that get in touch with us years down the line for assistance. There's, there's just no limit. Whenever they feel comfortable, whenever they need us, they just reach out. So where exactly does Legacy get its funding from? Is it partly donations? Is it grants? How does it work with how Legacy actually funds all that they do? Well, we receive very little government funding. 99% of our funding comes from the public, which is just amazing. And I think as everybody or most people would know Legacy Badge Week in September. The first week of September is our main fundraising event each year. The support we get is, 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 as I say, outstanding. But the last couple of years, we've obviously been um, hammered by COVID-19. And so we're really having to think outside the square just at the moment um, because... For one reason, people just don't carry cash anymore. They've found there's no need for it. I know I very rarely go to the ATM to draw money out. And so, you know, using square readers and all that technology-based thing and, of course, donations, uh, tap and goes, all that type of thing, we're, we're on a, a very large learning curve. And what is the actual process of, I guess, getting in contact with Legacy and putting your hand up for that support? Well, a simple phone call. It'll be put straight through to to someone. We have what we call a, um, a 4G family unit which is looking after the modern day younger family if you like and they will immediately take on board your your case and assess whether you are eligible in most cases of course you are we have an amazing advocacy team here at legacy who fight for the rights and entitlements for our beneficiaries in, through the government channels and we've had some fabulous success at getting getting pensions for uh, and gold cards and for our elderly beneficiaries and it just it's it's a huge difference in their lives it really is it's fabulous how can people find out more about legacy or get involved access support and services is there a number they can contact a website what's the best uh, way of contacting legacy I invite people to visit our website which is www.legacy.com.au that's a national website you can uh, log on there and you can find out where the, your nearest legacy club is we're desperately in need of, of assistance for people to volunteer or indeed to become a legatee. We, we would absolutely love to have more legatees on board. We're here to answer any questions at all. We're, as I say, we've been around for an awful long time. Charities come and go, but our organisation is here forever. And for it to be here forever, we do need those people to step forward, put their hand up and say, I can help. Even if it's just helping to hand out rosemary. As you know, Anzac Day is coming up and all the restrictions have uh, largely been lifted. We weren't going to have any any input, but uh, now we're, we're, it looks like we're back full speed ahead. So we'll be handing out rosemary as we always do um, with a gold coin donation. Raising awareness around our organisation at, at, uh, at Anzac Day is a huge day for us. And then, of course, Badge Week in one form or another. And so what does it take to be a legatee for anyone that might consider helping legacy or or coming forward and being a legatee what what does it take to be a legatee you have to care you have to care about the families you know it can be as little as a couple of hours 
a month, really. I mean, you, you can just sit on the phone and ring the elderly ladies or you can, you know, obviously with your young families, we need you to be a little bit more involved. But it's, it's whatever you want to, to be as a legatee, um, as little or as much. And also perhaps a monthly meeting, you'll, you'll be allocated to a division um, in your local area. So uh, they have a monthly meeting. You don't expect to go to everyone, but it's nice if you do turn up occasionally. Highly recommend it. It's, it's the best form of volunteering ever. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on the podcast and telling us all about legacy. Sometimes charities and organisations like legacy that have been around for such a long time can sometimes get overlooked because it's just been a constant that we hear about. But sometimes, you know, we don't actually know the story behind those organisations or what those organisations are actually doing every day in the community to help our ADA families and veterans families. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Beck. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 